morning, everyone. Welcome to episode nine of In the Box. I'm your host, Joey. And I'm Dave. And today is a very special episode because we are going to be talking about Disney Plus and the future of streaming services in general. Oh, we are? I thought we were. I thought we were going to talk about the homosexual agenda in Hollywood. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's another episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just dive into the Illuminati. <laughs> who is and who isn't in the Illuminati? No, no, no. We're talking about. No. Uh, let's talk about how the Popeyes chicken sandwich is a conspiracy to brainwash America. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's true, but like, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> no, but so. um, so Disney Plus, man, do you have it? Yeah, I just got it a couple days ago. Sweet, um, me too. Oh, well, I, was, I got it yesterday. I was building up the queue. I was, you know, putting yeah. a bunch of shit in there. And uh, I, you know, man, I was I was looking back at it and I'm thinking to myself like, damn, I am 24 years old mm-hmm. and I'm building up a queue full of like all these like Mickey Mouse cartoons and like Steamboat wow. Willie and shit. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself like as I was doing this, like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm like, this is nostalgia right here. You no, know? exactly. Like, this is it's my like, childhood coming back, you know, coming back. You it's kind of weird because, like, do you know, like, this is the best way I can kind of describe it, but do you know, like, whenever you smell something and, yeah. like, it takes you back to a time where, like, just a certain time? Oh, yeah. From, like, smelling Okay. Yeah. So, like, when I got Disney Plus, right, I went all the way back and, I mean, you have all the Disney Channel original movies and all the Disney Channel shows, like That's a Raven, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, uh, Hannah Montana, stuff like that. Stuff we used to watch, you know? Yeah. And it, it's weird because, like, just seeing the cover of one of their Disney Channel original movies, like, took me back to that time when, you know, I was, like, just a kid just sitting there. And I would actually wait till 7 p.m. to, like, watch the Disney Channel original movie as it premiered or, or whatever. So, um so yeah, I mean, I think Disney Plus is just is is so special to '90s kids because it's gonna take us back to that time, yeah. As well as give us stuff that we 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 want and we need like right now, such as like the Marvel properties and um, it, it's you know it has a bunch of Fox stuff on there. It has like The Simpsons, and then, yeah, 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 and uh, cause yeah, we can't forget that Disney owns Fox now, which is great. Do you think they're gonna? I, I don't. I don't remember checking but do you think they're gonna have like the all the episodes of the simpsons on there because they do they do already yeah, oh they do shit because i've been looking for an excuse to binge the entire show and well now i i have the service right here at my fingertips so i might as well um yeah you, yeah you can so, actually so what do you what do you got in your queue right now man because i'll tell you like right now i got uh the mandalorian i watched one half of the first episode of the mandalorian mm-hmm and uh oh my god dude i dude. i was like if there was anything that you, that could introduce me to disney plus yeah it was definitely mandalorian like what a way to start this this app well, what a way to start this service well that's the thing it's like b- besides everything that's going on with marvel right cuz yeah. we knew that disney inherited marvel we knew that um that all the marvel properties were going on this new streaming service uh-huh. and so we kind of like People, I guess, who are Marvel fans kind of knew what to expect when getting into Disney Plus. Yeah. But one of the first things that I feel that like really grabbed an audience internationally for Disney Plus was The Mandalorian. Because, I mean, I specifically remember that trailer premiering and I'm like, dude, what is this? Yeah. Because <laughs> it looks like a movie, mm-hmm. but it's a show. Yeah. It's like, a, and it's actually not even like, it's just like a 35 minute show. Like yeah. it's. It's, and it looks and it looks legit. amazing and the pacing of it feels like a movie and i watched it uh last night and i was i mean i'm not the biggest star wars fan yeah um obviously i've seen all the movies but yeah. as far as like the star wars fan or me being compared to the star wars fans that know the lingo like know the fucking languages mm-hmm know the coinage yeah. and the, the currencies and shit. Um so I like I'm not like that much of a fan, but um uh just being, you know, an average fan who's seen the movies you have and stuff. surface level knowledge. Yeah, and it it, yeah. it 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 appealed to me. Like I was like really, really invested by like like ten minutes in. Um yeah. people were saying one of the complaints that like it started slow. Um 
I didn't I don't really I didn't really agree with that. I can understand how some people could say that. <laughs> yeah. But I uh I mean literally like five minutes into it we're given like a an action sequence in a bar. Yeah. So, so like I don't really I don't really understand that at all either. Yeah, I don't understand it either, but um I think I just think like for, for audiences it definitely appeals to to everyone because it's like you can watch it and not be a fan of Star Wars. You can watch it and not even have seen a Star Wars film, I think. Yeah. And still be like invested. Invested in it. And then it honestly like what it would do is I think like if you're you are that fan who's never seen a film, I think that by watching it, it'll make you want to go back and, and watch it's it's a good it's a good introduction to if if you've never watched like Star Wars before mm-hmm. I I would say that it is a, a fair introduction to like the Star Wars universe yeah I think that this is definitely um I think that like in terms of like the the whole color palette the cinematography and all of that it really does take a page out of Rogue One which is actually like one of my favorite Star Wars movies mm-hmm. because that was like a Star Wars movie where it was basically about the little guy, right? Yeah. The Star Wars movie that that Rogue One was basically about the little guy and how they basically changed the you know the fate of the whole universe just by like you know their contributions. I mean, like that was a really good story. Like with yeah. you know Felicity Jones and um, Diego, was it Diego uh, Luna. Diego Luna. Yeah, and so I don't know. Be- people didn't like it, but I liked it because it was just such a change in tone, man. Well, I think that a lot of people go into Star Wars movies wanting to see jedi wanting to yeah. see um the dark side wanting to see lightsaber fights and stuff yeah, yeah and shit like that but and that's interesting like that that shit's cool dude it that, is it, but, but i think that like a story like rogue one where it it's integral to the star wars saga yeah but it doesn't have a happy ending no it doesn't and i think that people were shook by that i w- i was definitely shocked i was like, shocked oh my god and that's Every, a bold like, move to end a move so like Okay, if you haven't seen Rogue One, I mean, it's already been out for a couple of years, so get over it. Yeah, get over <laughs> but, it. But their planet that they're on at that time, at the end of the movie, gets destroyed by the Death Star. Yeah, and and that's like really integral to like the saga. Like we, we I don't think we've really seen the Death Star in action. It's literally what happens. Like, so the events of Rogue One actually take place in between, like the 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 third the one events of the prequel, like at post events of the prequel yeah the third and one and then right before a new hope a new hope yeah yeah and then it actually and leads into a new hope and we see a younger princess leia right yep carrie and fisher a, and a younger um general whatever spaces and they cgi yeah. it we kind of talked about that in our yeah, last we, episode yeah but, we talked yeah we just talked about that but, with um, the james dean bit but no that, that's actually like but when i watched the mandalorian that's exactly like the kind of tone that i got with with this with this episode um i will say like what really pulled me in was it it felt like first of all because i'm i'm a big fan of westerns right dude i was just gonna say i love westerns man like i mean that was like one one of the first movies i've ever saw as a kid was uh the good the bad and the ugly with clint eastwood Mm -hmm. and just the whole vibe of like those kinds of films really like have intrigued me even the music man the, like the scores from uh Ennio, um what was it maricon and and mm, oh man i, he, I he never did get the, his name he did right the spaghetti, he, the spaghetti he does westerns. like all the he does the scores for like all the spaghetti westerns <clears throat> um around that time you know around the whole you know clint eastwood era mm-hmm. and i don't know dude like that's just like my favorite like one of my favorite eras like in, in film and like i totally like just kind of felt this you know space western type vibe like when i was watching man no of course so. oh sorry but and yeah then, it's, oh it's... i was i was gonna ask actually what did you think of uh because i almost completely almost completely went over my head but uh pedro pascal was actually playing the mandalorian yeah so i was i watched it with my brother and he d- didn't know that i knew it was him but yeah. he didn't know it was him and he was like oh dude it's that guy but i think like it's perfect because watching narcos season three the one where it's javier by himself yeah where pedro pascal has to kind of carry that series is it season three or is it season two um it's season three i think anyway yeah season three because that's after escobar dies um 
I knew he can carry a show. Um, and I think he's just perfect for this role because of his, the roughness in his voice. I love his voice. He's one of my, like, he has one of the most, that's, like, that's, one of my that, favorite voices. That's important. If your character's going to be wearing a mask the way Kylo Ren is or, like, Darth mm-hmm. Vader is, like, you got to make sure that they have that voice, yes. you know, to carry the character, like, beyond the mask, you know. And, and I think he wears the, because I think, like, you can, you can have an actor that like puts on the suit and all that and yeah. like they'd be awkward in it. Yeah. But he wears it like it's his, like he, it's, you know, oh, yeah. he walks around in it. Like he's comfortable in it. And I think like, like the first scene, it's just like when he walks into that, you know, cantina, it's like, Oh shit. And like, That's I don't know if you noticed, bro. but like, um, they made like comparisons to Western and stuff and, and you, you did as well. But, yeah. um, when he walks in and just the way he walks is kind of similar to the way like, like Clint Eastwood would walk in his movies. Yeah. Where he's constantly kind of having his hands not all the way down, but like at waist uh-huh. level, just in case he needs to draw his gun, you know? Yeah. Quick and I thought, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Like he has his shoulders like, like up. And I just think that's like little, little cool things like that, that Pedro Pascal adds to the character really. And even the, even the cape, like, uh, even the cape that he was wearing kind of reminded me a lot of like uh, the way Clint Eastwood would wear like his ponchos. Exactly, yeah. You know, where it's like he'd have the poncho. He would wear it, but he would have like the front end like draped over his shoulder. Yeah. And so it kind of looked like he was like a like like almost like a yeah like a western like superhero. You know, like that would be like the the poncho would resemble like a cape in a way. You know. Yeah, of course. So that was pretty. That was pretty badass. <clears throat> and so besides the Mandalorian, what else kind of drew you to Disney Plus? Well, what. what Another thing that really drew me to Disney Plus, I wouldn't really say that it was the uh, the live action movies that drew me in, because uh, I mean I've I've talked about this before. I'm not really a big fan of like any of the live action adaptations of, you know, Disney's movies like Aladdin. I didn't really like. I really didn't like Lion King either. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some there are some exceptions like you know Jungle Book and Maleficent, but. That's not really why I got Disney Plus. One of the reasons why I got Disney Plus was because I heard that it was actually going to be um, kind of required viewing for the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm -hmm. And so there was a part of me that was like, ah, is this where I get off? Like, is this where I like stop like watching now? Because it's like, I, I don't like the idea of like having to pay for a service in order to like see you know, what else is going to occur within, you know, the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. And mm-hmm. so that, that that kind of bothered me, like, kind of a lot, you know. And I just kind of realized, like, well, okay, it's six ninety nine a month. So it's, like, mm-hmm. it's not bad yet. Like, I know that price is gonna only going to go up, right? But, like, like I know that price is only going to go up eventually, but that was something that I felt like I could like, okay, I can handle it like for now, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'll, I'll still stick around. Like I'll tag, <clears throat> al- I'll, I'll tag along for the time being, you know? Um, but you, you know, like w- what I, I really, I really am psyched to see a uh, Wanda vision. Mm. You know, I heard the, you so told, let, you told me that that was going to be like filmed in front of like a live TV audience. Yeah. Right? So let's, let's get into, to, to the, the slate that Marvel has. So, yeah. um, so yeah, we can start with WandaVision, but so like, like Dave mentioned, the Marvel is integrating these series into phase four. Yeah. So some of the characters that are in the series are going to translate into phase four movies, which I think is, is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, because I feel like a lot of these characters and it was fine with Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, but I feel like a lot of the characters that they're introducing now need like six hours yeah to tell their story yeah uh, you know and they need like an hour to like just introduce themselves and over a course of like 12 episodes i think that'll that'll really really um make their intro solid and, and i think that once we get that transition to the films it'll just be like one seamless thing yeah. um so one of so one of the films that they're they're starting with is uh WandaVision, which is starring Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany. And they're reprising their roles as the Scarlet Witch and Vision. Yeah, and I don't know like the context in which they're Yeah, I don't they even, exist. I don't even know how that's gonna carry on 'cause Because as, he's he's dead. Yeah. 
Infinity War because of Infinity War. And I like I don't know like exactly they haven't really said. But it's supposed to be set like in the nu- like nuclear fifties. Oh. And part of the show is going to be in front of a live studio audience. And then not live, a studio audience. Yeah. And it's gonna be a sitcom. The other half of the show I don't know how, again, I don't know how they're going to do this. It's going to be like Mar- like a Marvel spectacle, like like a movie. Yeah, th- that all seems really ambitious, but I mean, I think that if like I think at this point Disney already like kind of knows like their footing, you know, in this whole like how to how to basically go about everything. So, I I'm more interested than I am like worried, you know, to see like how they pull it off. Mm-hmm. Um no, so so okay, so it's it's WandaVision and then what else is there? There's a oh, Marvel's a what if, right? Their what if series. Yeah, their their yeah. what if series and one they teased the f- first two episodes. So the first one's I think and I don't know if it's the first one, I don't know if it's but they two they teased two episodes. So one of them is where instead of Steve Rogers getting the super serum, it's Peggy Carter. Yeah. Who gets a super super serum and then Steve Rogers becomes Iron Man. Yeah. And it's set in the forties. Uh-huh. Yeah. So so there's that. And then there's also one where it's like, what if uh Steve Rogers was a zombie? Yeah, and yeah. That... Oh, so that's three of them. So yeah, what yeah. if Steve Rogers was a zombie and like they, they reenact the the train the... scene, but it's with the winter soldier and he has to kill zombie Captain America. Yeah. And then there's another one where they didn't really they just kind of showed it. They didn't really dive deep into it, but it's where Star-Lord is T'Challa. Black Panther. Like like it T'Challa is Star-Lord. Yeah. Or I guess he's Star-Lord. And then I guess Star-Lord would be the Black Panther. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but um but yeah, the, the, those the, those were the episodes that they were going to be teasing and I what really pulled me in though was I liked the animation. And how the animation actually captures the likeness of like Chris Evans, yeah, and, yeah, you know, uh, Sebastian Stan. It's very into the Spider Verse, yeah, yeah, and, and so, I like that animation, yeah, <clears throat> because you know what I realized is that like I like DC animated shows, mm-hmm. like their storytelling is really good, but the the animation for the DC like animated like movies as of recent yeah have been very uh formulaic you know where it's like it's yeah. kind of the same i can agree with kind of you know it's it's the same style and it it feels like it's losing kind of like it's steam just because it doesn't keep me visually stimulated mm-hmm. whereas like when i saw into the spider verse i'm like dude this is like great animation why why has nobody really like pulled this kind of thing off before mm-hmm. it's animation have fun with the animation and that's exactly what they did with like spider-verse and now it seems like they're going to be carrying that same kind of style more or less into like the uh the animated shows now yeah which and is like so, if, that, if that's what they're going to do then i'm like i'm 100 percent psyched for that yeah it's yeah me too beautiful animation just makes the heart grow fonder i guess and the stories are going to be really good i've, I've yeah. read but um so continuing on from endgame uh-huh. Uh, because like I said, WandaVision, I don't know where that's set. Mm-mm. Uh, the what if is like not, not non-canon. Anything. It's non-canon. Um, but continuing off from Endgame, we're going to get, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ooh, yeah. With, uh, Bucky Barnes and, um. Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson. Played by um, Anthony. Anthony Mackie. Mackie. And Sebastian yeah. Stan. And Sebastian Stan. And, uh, so this is, this has been teased <coughs> as like a spy thriller. And we're gonna get the return of Baron Zemo, Daniel Brühl's character from Winter Soldier. Yo, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Zemo had to have been like one of my all-time favorite like MCU villains because mm-hmm. this dude literally tore the Avengers apart yeah. for like literally lasting three movies long. Mm-hmm. He like he tore them apart like three movies long, and he was just a normal person like you, you and me. You know, no superpowers. No gauntlet, you know, no infinity stones. Like, this is just some dude living in a country who was destroyed by, like, the Avengers, like, collateral damage, you know? Yeah, and so like it's that. also going to star um, Emily Van Camp, who played Sharon Carter. Yeah. The, the daughter of Peggy Carter. I think she's a daughter, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's actually also going to star a new character uh, played by Wyatt Russell, Kurt kurt russell's son yeah uh he's gonna be john walker just it, he's, his name is literally just u.s agent and he kind of i like the picture of him that was posted he kind of looked like 
uh, Captain America. So it's like I'm it's, under- so John Walker's character, um, U.S. Agent. Okay, so I don't know too much about U.S. Agent. I know he's like definitely appeared like in the newer, like Captain America comics. You know the newer Falcon comics and Winter Soldier and all that. But mm-hmm. um, his like from from my understanding, like I could totally be wrong about this, but my kind of like my thing about it is that I think that if his his character is basically like if you were to take Captain America mm-hmm. and the Punisher and kind of roll them into like one person, that would probably be U.S. Agent. Hmm. And so I'm pretty down to see like Wyatt Russell like I'm in da- that yeah. role because Wyatt Russell is like I don't know he's he hasn't been in like a lot of like um a lot of like mentionable stuff but yeah. like from what i have seen from him i really like like i i haven't seen overlord but i i've heard that he's he does pretty well in it mm-hmm. um i have seen that episode of black mirror uh that he was in what was it called it was like playthrough or something or i don't i don't watch black mirror oh you don't oh you don't watch black mirror no no i couldn't get into it man that was one episode that I did like with Jesse Plemons. Uh, it was like a spaceship or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. USS something like McAllister. I like that episode. Yeah. Maybe I'll the, do- Not all the episodes are going to be the same. You, you got to kind of find like your 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 niche or like your, uh, your genre, you know? Yeah. Because what I do like, kind of going off topic, but what I actually do like about like Black Mirror are not really like the horror themed episodes. Mm-hmm. I actually do kind of like the... Uh, more social commentary themed episodes and i do mm-hmm. like the uh the rom- the romantic episodes like mm-hmm. there are some like episodes where it's like more dealing like in the like romantic genre mm-hmm. and i didn't think i would be like into it but like i'm really into it like when they whenever they do those kinds of episodes they did one with like uh sand the one episode which is probably like their landmark episode uh, from season three called uh san junipero hmm. you should check that one out that one's really good uh, I, i'd be it down did, because i, I too i like because i think like horror like and the sci-fi stuff yeah they can definitely be done wrong yeah but i think like when you have a show or when you're doing something that features social commentary yeah there's more work put into it because they can't like yeah don't want to do it wrong and so i'd be interested to see that sometimes the social i will admit though sometimes the social commentary is kind of like lazy yeah. Where it's kind of like, oh, well, I mean, yeah, obviously, you know. Oh, I see. Okay. But then, but like I said, like, you know, because, you know, you see horror and then you see sci-fi. Yeah. And you see how those things work and you see how those things don't work. You also see sci-fi and you also see social commentary and you can see how those things work and how they don't because, you know, you've seen, I mean, you've seen Twilight Zone. You know, you've mm-hmm. known, yeah. you, you know, like how they can work and how they can yeah. fail. But like I said, you know, like what actually does like pull me in with Black Mirror mm-hmm. is when you mix sci-fi and romance, because like that doesn't happen a lot. Mm-mm. Like n- that doesn't happen a lot, like in mainstream sci-fi. You know? Yeah. Like the last time I had ever actually seen that, like in a big budget movie, was like Her, mm-hmm. and that's like one of my favorite movies. You know? well, what about Ex Ma- Ma- Ex Machina? Isn't I'd say kind of like I'd say that was more like sci-fi thriller it it had like rom it had like romantic elements in it but it wasn't like the complete motivation of it but Hmm. anyway yeah but check out that you know playthrough episode with kurt russell or kurt russell's uh, son wyatt russell Russell. i do and they look so much alike too they really do they really do it's crazy and i i want and it's it's kind of like it sucks right but it's Mm -hmm. like i want wyatt russell to like take in his father's footsteps and kind of play roles similar to his dad, because yeah. I think he would do a really great job. Yeah. To be honest, and I I think the exact same way of Scott Eastwood, Clint Eastwood's yeah. son, like dude, in when he was in Fury, I was like shit, dude, like that, that's lit. And he was in yeah. this bull riding movie where he played a cowboy. Uh, it wasn't. It was okay, but like he he was good in it. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, so. So yeah, so White <laughs> Russell, U.S. Agent. Uh, I'm I'm. And again, I don't know when these are going to be released, but um, but this this one looks really interesting to me because it's literally a direct continuation of of Endgame, as yeah. well as we're getting Loki. Oh, yeah. which is supposed to be because at the end of, or in Endgame, they There's... kind of create a branch timeline yeah. where he steals the Tesseract and just fucking dips, <laughs> and so they have to go retrieve the Tesseract from somewhere else. But that Tesseract is still gone. 
So he he's and he's that gone. Timeline still exists. Yeah, that timeline still exists. It created a whole branch in like a a new timeline. Yo. And so Loki will explore that timeline, and it it will actually it's been quoted to serve as a link to Doctor the the Doctor Strange sequel. Okay. So that's how that's gonna play into the films. Oh, that's pretty cool. But you know, I I think that would actually be like interesting to see because it's like. You know, you're you're basically watching a show where Loki is like the main character, but he's not the main character that has like the kind of growth that we see like in Thor Ragnarok or like in uh, what yeah. is it Infinity War? So it's like you don't see that side of Loki like in this series. Like you're gonna see Loki still being the villain, you know, mm-hmm. very much the villain. Yeah, and so I so. think that I've I've heard that that's gonna be like a period show. So he's gonna be going through different periods of time. Oh, nice. And kind of like putting his two cents in different historical events so that's going to be pretty cool yeah yeah and then we're getting um we're getting hawkeye which is one of the ones that we've kind of knew about for yeah. a, a while in fact we actually thought that um what's her name kate bishop was going to be in endgame but that it was yeah. actually not it was just his daughter he was just showing her how to how to use the bow and arrow, but it's yeah. like a little nice little nod to the Kate Bishop character in the comics. So, you so, know what I actually thought, like when I was watching Endgame, was I actually thought that, um, I actually thought that Hawkeye was gonna die, and then like Hawkeye the show would actually be like just kind of Kate Bishop, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how that would have like worked, which is like kind of why I was like, I don't know what you're gonna do, but yeah. you know, then finding out that Jeremy Renner's character still is a uh, is going to be playing Hawkeye. I mean, I, I don't know, dude. I'm 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 excited because I think that if there was ever a time where Jeremy Renner's character Hawkeye actually got like the uh the character development and like the uh the screen time that he deserved, it was definitely an Endgame. And that's a great way to actually like kind of showcase like mm-hmm. okay, well, now I'm excited for the show. I agree with that. Because I definitely like I definitely like, you know, like Hawkeye a lot more now that you know you know more about him you know his motivations and all that and so well because in Endgame what do we, what do we see we we pick up where he's the character Ronan yeah or he's an assassin yeah I don't know if he's hired or whatever but he's an assassin we pick him up in Hong Kong I think right yeah and there's no context we don't know why Mm-mm. he's there we, and apparently there's backstory they kind of mention it a little bit but he's been going around the world yeah like causing havoc to like you know, know cartels, cartels and organized crime organized crime and stuff so this show um is not only going to serve as an introduction for the young avenger kate bishop but i think towards the beginning of the show it's gonna intru- it's gonna show what he, like what he was doing as ronin yeah and and it's gonna really kind of complete that plot hole or not plot hole but like complete that story it's gonna fill in that gap it's gonna fill in that gap yeah and so you know i was gonna ask man um because they're introducing Kate Bishop, uh-huh. and then I also heard that they're gonna have uh, Miss Marvel in there as yeah, well. Yeah, so that's a, so that's uh, another one. What's We're, her name? Kamala Kane, right? Kamala Khan. Yeah, she's yeah, a, a new, Kamala Khan. She's like yeah. a New Jersey. Um, um, she's from New Jersey, but she's like a, a Middle Eastern. Yeah, New uh, Jersey comes from Middle Eastern Muslim, uh, Muslim superhero. Superhero. So, yeah. So yeah, and so I was actually co- okay. So I was gonna ask because you know they're using this Disney platform now to introduce these characters, right? Yeah. I was gonna ask, do you think that they would be able to? Because we've seen the culmination of like all of these movies mm-hmm. being pulled off through Endgame, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that Marvel and Disney might be able to do that again with a new generation? Well, yeah, because I think like like I said before, it was okay that we got like a two hour movie, like a two hour Iron Man movie, yeah, like a two hour Captain America movie, and I think that was great. There, there wasn't. I don't think. I mean, I I would love to have seen like a six hour type Iron Man deal just to really explore who he is. But I think we were able to understand those stories in the time that we're given. Yeah, but I think that the characters that they're introducing now, and the characters that like, for instance, like WandaVision, Loki, like. Those are stories that I think need to be told within six or seven hours. You know, a good solid twelve to thirteen episodes. Um, I, I I see that, and I, I think that saying. that's now. If they weren't doing that and they were just making movies, I don't think they'd be able to replicate it because I think these characters are not interesting enough to be 
have their story told in two hours. Yeah. But I think because they're they're using Disney Plus, which again is also a business decision, yeah. which is a smart one. But I think because they're using Disney Plus to uh, like to to give the audience these six hour stories for this one specific character or two characters. Yeah. Um, I think they're able to, and they're doing that, you know, with multiple different characters, and then they're leading into the films. I think that this is a great way for them to. In fact, I think the the transition from TV to film, uh-huh. or the transition from you know one film character, yeah, one character coming in from a separate entity and then coming into another film and then them teaming up. Yeah, I think that transition is going to be a lot smoother. Yeah, I, I I get that. I honestly thought that that was what we were going going to see with the uh, the Netflix shows, uh, with Daredevil and yeah, Luke they messed Cage that and, one up. Oh, I'm still really sore about that one because. Well, I think that the reason why that was so tough is because Netflix is Netflix, and yeah. those shows were like rated R basically. Yeah, but it's like, and they had to like they had to cut out a lot of substance from those shows. Like if you think about it. They had to. They would have had to cut out a lot of what that character is, just to, to just to appeal them. to the greater universe. Yeah, which, but because this is Disney Plus, there's no rated R stuff in it. There's yeah. maybe PG thirteen, like. And see, it's that, easier that's like, transition. That's like one of my issues with yeah Disney, and that's one of my issues with I think Disney Plus, and I because uh-huh. it's just like. I don't know, man. I just don't like the idea that Disney gets to take up all of these studios and just kind of moderate the content, yeah. you know? And, you know, I, I, I will say this, like, Daredevil Season 3, I would actually put on the same shelf as Logan and the Dark Knight hmm. because that was just superb writing, superb acting, and... Because it was a Netflix property at the time, it didn't hold back. No. And I will say, like, you know, finding out one morning that Daredevil was canceled and they're not going to do a season four and the character of Bullseye, this very, very well-crafted, well-rounded, yes. very fleshed-out oh, villain is not going to be seen. Disney yeah. fucked that one up 110%. You know, I mean, you could take... I mean, I like. Which I, I kind of wish that Netflix bought out those rights. Yeah. So that they can continue the story and go maybe six, yeah. seven seasons. I would. I would have loved. I mean, it, you know, it could stay in the in the Netflix universe. Like mm-hmm. I get that. Like it, it could, or it could have done something different where Disney was like, "Hey, why don't we try and integrate these characters into the movies?" You know. I mean, they could. There was just so much. I mean, could, Disney makes rated R movies, man. Let's like not try and act like they don't. They do. You know, so it's like I don't think I don't understand why this would have been like why why it would be like so difficult to pull this off. We already saw like a, a Defenders like you know, show. Yeah. I mean, it, the Defenders show was okay. You know, but like I would have loved to have seen, you know, Charlie Cox as like, you know, Daredevil in a a new Daredevil movie, you know. Just because yeah. I, I don't know. I just feel like that would have been like the better alternative. Like, and you know, when, there's that way where you could just introduce him into that greater universe, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, cause think about it. Like, you know, Spider-Man lives in uh, Brooklyn, you know, mm-hmm. Daredevil's in Hell's Kitchen. They're literally like, they're within the same city, you know, they're, yeah. they're within the same, you know, radius of one another. I mean, it wouldn't have been that difficult to introduce them. Yeah, and, and I think like the way you feel about season three of Daredevil, which is uh, how I feel as well, because I love that show. Yeah, is the same way that I feel about Punisher season two. Yeah, like dude, oh my god, the Punisher season two is like, it was perfect. Yeah. And, and Johnny <laughs> Bernthal, man, just that's like the character that he was born to play. Oh yeah, Frank Castle, man, like damn it. I mean, okay, like. I I will say I will say this though I do like Punisher season one a lot better though mm-hmm. because of the way that Punisher season one ends basically where it's like Frank Castle finds out you know who's responsible for the death of his family and this whole story arc of this character 
is basically come full circle. We saw it in the beginning of like Daredevil season two. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw the introduction of John Bernthal's Punisher. Yeah. And we saw like his development of being like, and oh my. Wait, is season one the one where, because I'm, I'm, the season that I'm thinking about, because I'm, again, I'm kind of foggy, but the yeah. season that I'm thinking about is where he, he gets tortured. That's season one, right? Season one, or yeah. Season two. Okay, no, one. so yeah, yeah. that's how I feel about season one, not season two. My bad. Yeah. Because season two is the one with, um, with, uh, Jigsaw. With, yeah, Barnes, uh, what's his name? Um, James Barnes, is that his name? No. Yeah. Jigsaw, it's just Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, but okay, season, no, wait. No, which is the one where he gets tortured? Where the, Frank Castle. Se- season, season one, season one. Because basically, we're introduced to the Punisher in Daredevil season two, right? And so you have this basically like this whole story arc where Daredevil and the Punisher are kind of like at odds with one another. And once uh, the Punisher is arrested, he's put on trial. There's a trial of Frank Castle and Matt Murdock has to, you know, who plays, you know, Matt Murdock, who has Daredevil, has to basically go through this whole um, process where he's like basically trying to prove uh, him innocent. And, you know, Punisher basically shits the bed and he just, you know. He, he goes he goes nuts in the courtroom there's that whole thing with the the prison fight scene which was like the bloodiest mm-hmm. like fight scene i've ever seen in like the whole the whole show and so you get you get that in, in daredevil season two and then finally you get to finish the story arc of you know frank castle finding out like what happened to his family mm-hmm. uh in punisher season one and then by the end of season one of Punisher, uh, he's going to that you know group meeting for you know all the uh, all the you know former discharged vets. Yeah, that's right. And they start talking about their time in combat, and he's saying like, "Well, now my uh, you know the war that I fought, it's it's over." And yeah, that's like, right. That's now right. I now I don't know what to do anymore. I remember. And the that. show just ends with that, and I'm like, "That's perfect," because it's like. Dude, like, what, what, what is, what is Frank Castle, and what is the Punisher if, if he's not constantly at war, if he's not constantly at odds with, you know, like the these these forces of evil, you know? Yeah. And so I just, I, I really like the way that season ended, and man, dude, I just, I, I wish that I could see what they had next, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, you mentioned Disney, you know, kind of buying out all these properties and. Um, monitoring content. Yeah. So what do you what do you think about like the the future of um of like streaming services? Because uh, another thing to to say is uh, Netflix just did a deal with Nickelodeon. Yeah. To to not only reboot some shows, but to possibly do some sequels, which for me could mean like a Drake and Josh reboot, which would be dope. I would love to see that because again, yeah. again. Yeah. It's Netflix. Yeah. So we could get like a TVMA Drake and Josh, which I think would be really cool. <laughs> That'd be funny. That It'd would be, be really that funny. Would be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so like just, you know, knowing that knowledge, like I guess how do you how do you feel about the future of streaming services and, and how they interact with our media? Um, I will say this, man. Uh, there are definitely going to be some streaming services that I will like if they come out with one, I probably will take advantage of it mm-hmm. and then there's others where it's like no i'm not i'm not going anywhere near you guys like uh for instance abc is having their streaming services and or and nbc is gonna you know come out with one yeah. eventually too like NBC, that, yeah. that's just that's inevitable that's going to happen but the way i see it is like dude i'm not gonna basically like create another fucking cable bill for me you know so it's like you guys need to figure some shit out you know <laughs> because there's no way i'm gonna be paying for all that um but I, I do think that it is, uh, in a sense, the future of television. Yeah, it Where it's is. like, it's it's definitely moving from, you know, the airwaves and it's finding its way onto the internet. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to feel about it. I, I am very optimistic when it comes to, you know, streaming services. Mm. But at the same time, I'm also very wary. You know, I'm, hmm. I'm, treading, I'm treading it lightly because... What are your worries? My worry is that... One of my concerns is that Disney will continue to accumulate more uh, intellectual property and they'll continue to create a monopoly of like where they have all these studios coming out. And like I said, like one of my biggest things is like, 
you know, content moderation. I don't believe in that, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, when I, when I see that coming from Disney, it really irks me and it really bugs the shit out of me because it's like, you know, that of course we, we had intellectual properties that have just been killed completely just because of content moderation. Like what we were just talking about right now with Daredevil, Punisher, mm-hmm. Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. And, you know, you, you can't tell me that that's because those shows were not like, you know, violent. They were violent shows, yeah. but it's like, but it's like, okay. So it's like, not everything is going to be for kids. Not everything is going to be, you know, catering to, to these, you can still make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, intellectual properties like Deadpool and Joker have proven that you can have this kind of heavy content. Mm-hmm. And still produce a lot of money. And it's like, isn't that what Disney kind of cares about at the end of the day? Yeah. I, mean, I would imagine. I mean, I would imagine. So it's like, I don't understand why yeah. they feel the need to appeal to kids all the time. Like, I remember reading this article and it was, uh, you know, to, to Kai Waititi. Yeah. Uh, he's the director of Thor Ragnarok, right? And so he also directed this movie earlier this year called uh, Jojo Rabbit. And basically, it's a uh, Hitler Youth um, Nazi satire, right? Yeah. And I'm, it, it looks really good. It looks really funny. I want to go see it later on this year. But I remember reading an article saying, basically saying, like, there was a Disney executive who basically felt like uh, this movie was too edgy for Disney's image. And I'm like, okay, tough shit. Like, Takai Waititi like did not go through you guys like to get this movie done, you know? So it's like I don't understand why you're so fucking bothered about it. And so I'm worried that like dude, just because like I like like for instance putting putting myself in my shoes uh in in the shoes of like Takai Waititi, if I directed a movie for Disney and mm-hmm. then I, you know, I I direct a movie for Disney, right? And I go yeah. off and I do my own thing, right? Last thing I want to hear about is like some executive basically saying like, "Ooh, that doesn't look good for our image," and it might affect like my work that I get later on in the future. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, if that's the case, then why are you buying out all these properties? Why are you buying out all these studios and not letting any kind of creative like like creativity flow? You know? Yeah. I mean, that's just that's that's really what I worry about. Not only that, but it's like I won't. We won't we won't go too much into this, but the way I see it is like, dude, if you can't handle like a Nazi satire, I mean, Disney kinda has a you know, history with <laughs> Nazis in the first place. And yeah. I mean, I'll tell you right now, my Disney password is Walt Disney didn't like Jews. <laughs> like <laughs> or Walt Disney hate or hated Jews. And it's like, yeah, because it's the truth, man. And yeah. it's like, dude, don't don't be talking shit about Takai Waititi's like Nazi satire when your company literally stemmed from this this guy who and that's, you know had these views. That's interesting that you say that because Disney released like a statement, yeah. Uh, because they, like I said, they're they're putting every like everything. Yeah, like, they're putting they're, everything. everything out uh, from the vaults. Wait, wait, uh, even like, like songs of the South or what? What is it like? No, no, no. Uh, I don't. I don't think. I don't think they're putting that out. But I'm saying like. <laughs> I'm saying like they they released a statement saying like you know with the release of all these old shows. Yeah. Uh, please don't try to. They basically say like please don't try to cancel us, because there there <laughs> there is definitely things that are, and topics or yeah. jokes that are in the yeah. old shows that are from the time yeah like that, like pinocchio and dumbo and like you know those, yeah like those old there are jokes in there that like, you know yeah. wouldn't translate well in today's climate but um basically yeah. they, they released a statement saying like hey please don't cancel us and it's, it's pretty it's pretty freaking hilarious so, so see even disney themselves don't want to be moderated so it's like yeah okay you're literally like you're you're literally like a snake eating its own tail like like at this point you know mm-hmm. and so that's what that's that's my my primary concern you know yeah. like about the whole streaming services and just disney accumulating more and more and more in the future yeah so i'm i mean i'm excited to see how this plays out i mean yeah. uh disney the disney plus bundle was a great deal for me because i already had hulu oh yeah and so they gave me a credit for my Hulu and now I'm only paying six bucks for Disney plus Hulu and ESPN plus where I can pull up live games. Like I was watching the Austin Spurs yesterday, which is a a G league. So it's, and that's something that a lot of cable channels don't really wouldn't show. 
Yeah. But I, I was pulling that up on ESPN Plus, which is um, which is pretty cool. I get to watch all my thirty for thirties. So that's all part of Disney. All part of Disney, yeah. It's all part of the Disney Plus bundle, and, and you know, wow. I mean, it was a great deal for me, and you know, I'm excited to see. Like obviously, like we're getting the NBC and the ABCs and the CBS streaming and all that. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm excited to see because what if Disney, you know, makes changes and allows for more adult content on their on their thing and. Yeah, I I think them releasing that statement is kind of like a lot of the like like at least they're becoming aware of like okay maybe we shouldn't moderate content because yeah. like when you look back at Disney's past, um, not a lot of that stuff was moderated mm-hmm. and so. They should and they shouldn't try. They shouldn't try to like you know yeah. edit out or like moderate anything. I I really don't. I really don't think that they should. You know, because mm-hmm. it's just like, dude, you should just have you know bring all your movies out, bring all your old cartoons out, warts and all. Yeah. And it's like just just kind of let it let it let it be, man. Let yeah. it be. Just go from there. And it's like we understand. Like you know, these cartoons came out you know from a different time. Mm-hmm. That fucking dog. I know that fucking dog. Freaking dogs, dude. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, but like I said, like, you know, just we understand that, you know, um oh my god. I can't even yeah. Uh, okay, anyway, it's fine. Just keep we'll, going. We'll move past it. But anyway, like I said, you know, like we understand that those, you know, cartoons came from a different time. And yeah. so, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. It's in the past, dude. So like just let's you know, going forward, you know, let's just have a better understanding of like cultural dynamics you know i guess like that's all i say in the future and i think also like disney's gonna understand their demographics because what a lot of people are getting disney plus the people that are getting it Mm -hmm. are people like that are our age yeah they're mid-20s and they're wanting to you know go back and you know relive their nostalgia and then also move forward with all the marvel shows and stuff and so they're excited to see this this content and i think they'd be welcoming to see you know more adult content because that's you know they're adults they're mature they're yeah you know a lot of disney the the people that are getting getting disney plus the people that are subscribing to it are not kids no kids ain't paying for this yeah kids they're not not paying paying for this dude and so uh (laughs) it's gonna be really interesting to see like moving forward what disney does uh if they do start buying out more properties that and those properties kind of like stipulate in their contracts, like, look, we're not going to give up our creative rights. We're not going to bring our rated R stuff to PG-13. And so it's yeah. going to be interesting because to see how much they want that property and what they're willing to do for it, they might even change their... They their, might change their stance. They might change their stance. So I'm I'm hoping that they do because, you know what, the last thing I want, dude, is Disney like playing the role of the parents, man. Yeah. No, know, I, I, should, I agree with that. It should always be left up to the parents what the, what the kids should watch, you know? Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I mean... With that, we can go ahead and conclude today's episode. Um, if you guys are interested... Wait, actually, I had one more question to ask you. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so say, for instance, uh, you know, the, the whole evolution of streaming services continues in the future. Yeah. What is one, like, studio or, like, one property that you would like to see, like, made into a streaming service? Oh, shit. <laughs> Which none they've they've all been made into streaming services we're getting we yeah. got hbo max we got dc because i was gonna say dc but they got a dc streaming service oh yeah that's right uh, marvel's on disney plus so it's already kind of happening in full swing then. i love netflix shows uh hulu i love some hulu shows we have amazon prime which yeah i love some amazon originals so n- none i mean and then a lot of those include stuff that are on you know fox that are on abc even you know what streaming service I would pay for though? What if A twenty four Studios came out with a streaming service ah, there with go. all their films? Because mm-hmm. for those of you that don't know, A twenty four is a independent um, film production company that has since twenty twelve twenty thirteen kind of been dominating the, uh, the 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 movie industry with their independent films, and these these you know films are adapted either from you know. Uh, literature they're adapted from plays or most of the time they're actually adapted like they're actually just all original screenplays and yeah they're they are doing something just absolutely incredible with with independent films now some of their films you you may have heard of actually here let me just run down good time good time with robert pattinson midsummer yeah uh let's see here uh uh one what was it the Jonah Hill one? Mid nineties. Mid nineties. So you know, just just think about this. Like, think about if you would guys like would like to see 
um, basically a streaming service where like these movies are on there where it's like you got Spring Breakers, Enemy, Lock, A Most Violent Year, Room, Green Room, The Florida Project, First Reform, Disaster Artist, Lady Bird. If you if you love films, basically like that's like a streaming service that I would like to see you know maybe in the future you know even if it's just like a web like like if it's just like a little rinky dink website i'd still no that that pay for it that's actually a great point and thanks for reminding me of that because we're about to close without mentioning a24 uh because uh for the audience to know like we're actually gonna make an episode dedicated to a24's films just and we're just gonna talk about you know what they're contributing to film audiences the fans Mm -hmm. uh how they're doing it and then just the movies in general, because like I feel like, and we'll talk about this in the podcast, but I feel like a lot of those films are really like script heavy. Yeah. Like, and they 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 don't rely too much on like advanced cinematography and yeah CGI and stuff like that. And so. and every film, every film from A twenty four, kind of like. It has its own unique voice, but at the same time, it's like you know that it's a twenty-four when you're watching it, and so yeah. we're we're gonna get into that uh, in our next episode. Um, but you know, that, but yeah, that, no. that, that wraps up today's episode. Yeah, that, that's much. a great way to wrap it up because it's totally gonna lead into the next one. But anyways, <laughs> uh, thank you guys for joining us for episode nine. We've been doing this for nine weeks. That is that is insane. Yeah. Um, but we just appreciate everyone sticking around and. You know, you yeah, anything? same. No, I mean, I don't really got anything else to say, but you know, thank you guys very much for listening. We definitely appreciate every single, you know, listen we get. We love, you know, hearing feedback. And, uh, you know, if there's anything that you guys want to hear uh, in the future, feel free to reach out to us because we are, we are more than willing to, you know, um, dive into, you know, requested subjects. Yeah. So. And if, if you, if you have Disney Disney Plus already, let us know what you think. If you are thinking about getting Disney Plus, let us know your hesitations. Let us know, you know, why you haven't gotten it yet. Yeah. Uh, or what I guess pulled you in. Yeah. Um. So, but but yeah, like I said, just you know, check out the Mandalorian if you got Disney Plus already. Um. Oh, dude, yeah, the Mandalorian. Yeah, check out Mandalorian. Yeah. Um. Also, be on the lookout for their new properties as well and. Yeah, that's all I got to say, man. All right, see you next week, guys.